0: Uh, especially when you have a phone and and the social media and all this stuff that we're so interconnected with, how do you actually take time off? How do you actually take time away? And then what are we actually taking time off of? And so what it brought up for me in this conversation that I was having was brought me back to my early recovery. And um, I remember... You know, getting out of treatment, six months, getting reintegrated back in my family. My wife took me back, come back to the living quarters. I got two young kids and, you know, they're in grade school and in hockey And I'm coming into this life again, into this life that I had left and had a time out for, you know, um, quite some time. And and now I'm sober and I just realized the responsibility and the biggest things that I realized, I have no time, like literally no time. I go take a poop and and everybody is in the bathroom with me. I'm like, why are you you here? Everybody get out and they, they just like invite themselves into all of my personal space and time. And, and I I also realized that I, money doesn't exist for me. Like money exists for groceries and gas and the children and hockey and all of those things. And, and it was a load of responsibility at the very beginning of my recovery that I never really knew that existed because I was always taking care of myself and my car was mine uh, when I needed it and go on a three day bender and there is no car at home and, Uh, spend all my money is my money and her money is her money. And, and you know, she pays the bills and all that stuff. And now I have this shared life experience. And I'm like, this is like, this is heavy duty. Like this is a lot of responsibility. There's a lot of chaos here. I have no space time. I have no money. It doesn't even exist for me anymore. Uh, This is a heavy burden. And I was like emotionally always like kind of below red line. And it was just a lot to take in when I was using for 15 years and really unaware of the responsibility and the weight and all of that stuff. And I remember once getting a phone call from the school and and my son is in grade five at this point and he got in a little tussle got a little tussle right near the ravine you're not allowed to go near the ravine children and and you're definitely not allowed to like have contact with people like that's so against the rules and you know as as a man myself when there's you know my advice to my child if somebody's bugging you if somebody's bullying you like you gotta give the first smack. Like, that's how, that's how a real, that's how, that's how you stop a bully. That's what a real man would do. That's what a real boy needs to do. You gotta step up to the plate, and hit a home run, hit hard and quick. And if you gotta run, run. But you're, you, you gotta face it. You gotta hit the loudest guy, the, the pushiest guy, the guy that's kind of instigating everything, and you just hit him as hard as you can. Uh, it doesn't work in the schoolyard when there's teachers and, and whatnot. So, uh, they got in a little tussle, and it was with a, his friend. They're in grade five. Like, what are you arguing about? It turned into a wrestling match, and, and my son's on the ground. And um, they're too near the ravine, and so I get the phone call, and uh, the, prin- the vice principal makes me come in. And so I sit down there. <laughs> I have anxiety. I Guys, I still have anxiety when when I'm at a stoplight. And I'm 15 years in. I'm at a stoplight, and a cop rolls up right beside me. And I'm like... Oh, crap. Like, did he see me? I'm like, do I have my phone in my hand? I look up at the passenger. I like, put your phone down. Put your phone down. Like, don't give them a reason. I still, dies hard. That's all I'm saying. It's a process of recovery. Um, And so I'm sitting in the, I'm sitting in the vice principal's office and the situation has arisen and they're giving me the details of it. And they're saying, we're going to suspend your son. And I'm anxious to be in there in the first place. And so they they say, your, your son is suspended for three days. One, I think that's the dumbest thing ever. So now you're not dealing with the discipline. And your discipline is to discipline me. So like, okay, so he's in grade five. He can't stay home by himself. So now I have to stay home with him? Like, I want to choke him out, but now I want to choke you out because you have dumb rules. Like, this is just stupidity. Like, this is injustice They're little children what were like stop the the, and i just had to leave because i was going to start saying dumb things like i already did but it was way worse in my head and and i'm like managing my recovery this is a year into my process or not even a year in and and i got my kid in my car and i was like i was so angry inside and confused and i was like i was almost in tears and and that's how emotional that scenario was in my early recovery. Like, the reality is, like, just take the suspension. Yay, we get a little bit of holiday. Um, we we talk, we hang. I don't know. But I, that's how I was dealing with things back then. And when I, I got back home, kids, you know, taking the three days off, trying to figure some stuff out. And I was like, in my head, I just need to take a break you know, you hear that all the time. Hey guys, take five, smoke them. If you got them, you know, we're just going to take a little break here. Uh, we'll get a slushie or whatever. It's a hot day and, uh, we just take a break from work. And, and that's what I needed. There was so much work. There was so much emotion. There was so much responsibility. I just said to myself, I need to take five. Hey champ, just take five take a break and so as i'm having this conversation 15 years into my recovery that conversation is that experience that i had was coming up in our conversation about taking holidays and i was like that that was my go to is taking a break what am i taking a break from what am i what's this pull of you know taking a break and what i did Um, In that situation, um, when my son was in grade five, I actually took a break and I went right to the beer store. I I went right to the beer store, did a little chug, and then I went to the pub and did a little more chug. And then I I was gone and up for two days. And I'm like, that's not a good break. When I break it down now, that's not a good break. What was I really taking a break from? I was taking a break from my life. I was taking a break from recovery. I was taking a break from... Plugging in to my power, my life source. And 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 so that's what got brought up to me in this conversation about holidays. So what do I need a break from? What do I need a holiday from? How do I do this effectively in recovery? How do I actually take a break? How do I actually, you know, take five somewhere else? Uh, but I don't want to take a holiday and come back needing Oh, I'm so glad I took that break. I was gone for a week or two weeks. I just gorged myself. I watched Netflix. Oh, did I ever take a great break? I broke all the patterns. I just, you know, nibs, Reese's Pieces, Netflix. You know, I, I watched like 18 shows a day. And, and, and now it's like, oh, I'm back at work. Okay, thank goodness I have structure and discipline in my life. You know, that's been my tendency in recovery. It's like, okay, let's go on holidays. Woohoo! Like, yeah, I don't drink or, or do drugs anymore, but um, I take a break off of my my practical and physical and spiritual disciplines. Like, I actually unplug, and it's actually not actually healthy for me. So, I you know what came up in my mind was Romans 7, uh, verse 15, and this is Paul's commentary about our self-will. This isn't a new thing that we have. this is a thing that we all have from the beginning of time. This is mankind. This is human problem um, we We know in addiction that we have a threefold problem when I put a substance in my body, I have to compare myself to other people that put that substance in their body and I'll just use alcohol for an example. So I'm not comparing myself to other people. I'm comparing myself to other drinkers. Does this happen in other drinkers? This production of a craving for more of it. Um, it's not a normal occurrence in, in other drinkers. And then do I have a mental obsession? Do I, do I, does it always bring me back to the negative consequences that I've had? Does it always make me change my mind to drink a little bit later, a little bit longer? Um, When there's some serious consequences and I put a stake in the sand and I say, I'm not going to do that anymore. Two weeks later, I'm being convinced, I can convince myself that it is okay to do it. It just needed a break. This is how men really act. And sometimes you just need a break from that. Um, and then we all are born with the spiritual issue, the spiritual disconnect, the, that 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 spiritual thing where I'm looking for purpose, I'm looking for comfort, I'm looking for identity, I'm looking for recognition. Um without God, I'm irritable, restless, and discontent. Um and so we're all born with that. Um and, and so Paul is relating the same thing. And what he says is we know that. The law, like the discipline, the structure, all that stuff is spiritual. It's good spiritual practices and principles. But I am, in my nature, unspiritual. So when we look at some of these terms in our program, it's so easy when we go, I want to look at the nature of my wrongs. Oh, wait, I missed a word. I want to look at the exact nature of my wrongs. Because when we get into this breaking down behaviors, then we go, well, I can combat that and I can put in some behavioral things and get my life back on track and do my life and just include these behaviors so I don't do this. But the exact nature of my wrong, the nature, the thing that causes me to do these things is that I am unspiritual. I am born disconnected to God. And he he actually says, sold as a slave to sin. And so we have this concept of a slave driver. I am born separated from God. The, The opposite end of love, God is love. The opposite end of that is fear. So I'm born into fear and I have a slave driver. I'm not being guided by the love of God. I'm being driven by fear. So it's a slave driver. And he says, what I do not understand what I do. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate to do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer myself who is doing it, but sin living in me. It's, he's actually identifying that I'm not actually in control. I'm not making the choices. And the last time I drank was not my choice. This is what was happening. I was being driven. I was being controlled. For I know what good itself does not dwell in me. For I know that good itself good itself, does not dwell in me. That is in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do this I keep on doing. This sounds like Paul just went into Dr. Zeus. Um, now, if I do not do what I want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it's sin living in me. So the the, the answer is God's love that is guiding my actions and my thoughts. Um, this is Like the Dr. Zeus account of like, I keep doing what I don't want to do. Like I don't even want to do it, but it's like, I don't have any control not to do it. And that's the beautiful thing is that this isn't a self-help program. This isn't, if I put in these behavioral structures to get my life back on track, if I just renovate the mess that I've made, this is, actually a a relationship of abandonment. I have to abandon the old life and enter into a new life, whatever that is. There's a lot of fear and intrepidation and insecurity involved in that. But we need to understand that we have a God of love. We have a God as the perfect father, maybe not like your father, maybe not like my father, I didn't have a father on my birth certificate, so when I hear father, it's probably not a good thing, but I have to come to understand the concept of what a good father is, a good father is loving discipline, you know, a father disciplines his child, that's what God does to his, because we are loved, love does discipline and instruct and encourage, and love will meet all of our needs, and so I get all of my needs met by God, the other thing that came up was um in in taking a break and taking a holiday is don't be conformed to the pattern of those this world so prior to holidays, I have these patterns, and i 'm not saying they're worldly patterns they're patterns of work they're patterns of 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 labor they're they're patterns of doing social media and doing work and filling up kombucha bottles and all that stuff, studying, preparing, uh, giving lessons, giving uh, Sunday talks, doing sound and all of that stuff. There's these patterns in my life. Um, And and God says, apart from me, you can do no good thing. And so we're getting into this concept of what I really need to take a break from. And so there is this thing that we all have of being disconnected from God, our ego rebuilding on a daily basis. Maybe for you, it's an hourly basis. Maybe for some people, every five minutes, your ego has been been rebuilt and you're like, Oh my goodness, this is a challenge. Um, I know with my cell phone, I plug it in every night. I plug in my cell phone to get a full charge with us as humans, with this spiritual issue that we have, We go to bed and we unplug, so we wake up unplugged. And that's why we have a program of action that says, upon awakening, we plug in. And that's where we need to get our power. That's where we need to get our source. Apart from God, we can do no good things. Is he the vine and we're the branches? Because if he is, our root system is getting nourished by his love, and you're going to see the fruit of that. You're going to see the fruit of patience, kindness, love, joy self-control, endurance. All of those things are from the spirit of God, which is connecting to our spirit. So what do I need a break from? What am I unplugging from? What am I, um, how do I do this in a healthy recovery way? What we came up with, and this may be simple for everyone else, but for me, it was eye-opening and groundbreaking and ground-shattering Um, But we came up with the conclusion that I don't need a break from healthy living. I don't need a break from recovery. I don't need a break from my relationship with God because that is my life source. That's where I get my power from. That's where he is the manager and, and that's why my life was unmanageable. So I don't need a break from that. And so then how do we get into that concept of taking time. What is rest? What is unplugging? What am I unplugging from? I'm unplugging from the patterns of the world. I'm unplugging from the patterns of labor. Um, we talk about the, um, in Exodus 23, there's all the the law of, of what to do, How to live the best life the way we were made. It's like, here, this is how you're made. Here's the instruction book. So one of them is talking about your fields and being a farmer. Super important that we treat land how it was made. And so for six years, work the fields, work your crops. You'll have an abundance growth. And then on the seventh year, you lay that field to dormancy, Um I want to read that because it's really interesting. For six years, and there's science that backs this up. For six years, you are to sow your fields and harvest the crops. But during the seventh year, let the land lie unplowed and unused. Then the poor among you, uh, the poor among your people may get food from it. The wild animals may eat what is left. Do the same with your vineyard and your olive grove. Six days do your work, but on the seventh day do not work so that your ox and your donkey may rest, so that, so that the slave born in your household and the foreigner living among you may be refreshed. Be careful to do everything I have said. This is the best way that the designer is giving us the great design. This is an instruction manual for the best way to live. So I'm disconnecting from the labor. My work is being plugged into God, so that when, after my two weeks, I come back to the labor I'm refreshed. I have a new experience with god i'm I'm restored um and then the tools around me the maybe the the donkeys and the oxen and and the things that we use as tools to pass on the message they're we're rested we're all rested. Um, You see this at the beginning of creation where God, God is the creator. There is one with all power. There is one with all authority. And and that's the God of our understanding. However, we understand him today is very different than I understood him 15 years ago at a homeless shelter. Um, but I was willing to just have the idea of God. I was playing God. There has to be a God of creation and this isn't all an accident. So the God of creation is outside of the creation. He's everywhere at the same time. Omnipresent. We can't do that. Um, he, he doesn't exist in time, space and matter. He's not in the cell phone. The creator of the cell phone isn't confined to the cell phone. Um, so he's not confined to time in eternity. There actually is no time. Um, so, so some of these things exist for us. So he breathed creation out of his mouth, the stars, the sky. Um, then he, he began to separate chaos. He, he began wherever God is in my life. I can tell that God is in my life because there's order in my life. So he is a God of order, not disorder. So he started with chaos and he brought order to it. So he separated the light from the dark. He separated the earth from the sky. He separated the earth from the water. He He created the birds. Then he created the trees and the animals and, and then woman and man. And he brought order into chaos and then on the seventh day he rested like what did he do did he watch netflix and binge on nibs did he go for a pint like what did what on earth did he rest from i think he i think the concept is i did this for six days and on the seventh day i get to see chaos to order and I'm, and I come in, and I'm grateful for the order. And so on the seventh day, I could be like, yeah, I could see the angels. I could see, I could see all of the heavens high fiving. I could see them doing like the happy dance, and the music's playing, and they're like, yeah, that is cool. That is good. Wow, did you see when that? And it's this heart of gratitude and expectation, and and just like a whole party happening on the seventh day where, where they're not, I'm plugging in a unhealthy way. They're actually plugging into gratitude. And so when I go on holidays, there might be some chaos in my life, but I want to bring it back into order and, and recharge and go, man, in the last six months, what has God done? What, what blessings has he brought? What, what, what order has he brought? what, what, what fruit has been visible in my life and in my heart and, and through the community around me. And, and so for that week or two, um, I want to continue to, to worship God. I, I want to continue to be in relationship with God. I don't want to unplug from that. And, and being in a relationship with my wife, we do a step 11 every morning at eight o'clock. And, and sometimes it can last till nine o'clock because she comes alive in that connection. Um, as we review our day, as we talk about insecurities that may arise or self pity or, or whatever it is, or, or we're looking for God to give us indecision decision and inspiration and direction. And, and sometimes that can last a long time. And she just opens up and she just starts communicating. And I know it's not just because of the coffee. It's the spirit of God as we connect. And so I don't want to take a break from that. That's not what I'm taking a break from. I'm taking a break from the the labor the 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 helping pass on the message and bringing order into chaos into God's children around me and and so as i as, as i or as you go into a time of you know maybe down the road or whenever you're taking a holiday maybe that's a consideration is really like what am i unplugging from what am i um recharging into um am i just you know, got some bad habits and and full of self will uh, for two weeks, and and I really need to get back to work so I can get back my life back on track. Um, so those are the conversations that I had. I, I, I know that this talk is for me specifically, and and just getting the realization of um, cutting out some of the patterns that um, that we get into of, of 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 being message bearers and and helping other people through the the steps and connecting to God and uh, really recharging to come back refreshed and renewed.